Yeah, it's recording now. All right, we'll just. Oh. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna hit. Just gonna. Don't hate me. Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind, everybody. My name is Brian here in North Texas, and actually, we're recording this time, so we're coming at you digitally live. Uh, I'm in North Texas, and I'm joined by Frank and Austin. Hey, Frank, how are you? Doing all right. How are you, Brian? I'm good. And Willem up in Tulsa, who joined us late, but turns out he was right on time. How are you? Right on time, baby. Good. Right on time. Uh, for those of you who, for everyone who did who missed the um, unrecorded section, uh, Frank and I had just gold. We dropped gold on y'all. Um, yeah, Disney Plus gold. Is what Disney Plus gold. You dropped gold on absolutely no one. <laughs> we had a phone call. Basically, we had a phone call over the internet, and no one heard it. Um, yeah. So, I, my apologies, gentlemen. But hey, we were recording here. Um, I'm drinking Project uh, Manhattan Project Half Life, little hazy IPA. Villem, you want to tell the folks what you're drinking this evening? I'm drinking Joseph's Brow Half of Eidson, which we discussed is a Trader Joe's uh, beer. Yes, is then also supplied by some local, probably Midwest brewery, uh, who happens to make a decent Half of Eidson. So the Trader Joe's like kind of thing isn't really necessarily about me. Yeah, it's not. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, that's that's kind of what, at least the way I was falling on it. Yeah. If you're drinking Trader Joe's house stuff, not really a bad thing. No, their their house brand is normally like Kirkland. Yeah, so it's good shit. Good. Yeah. Now, now the 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 Walmart best brand sometimes equate great value. Equate those things. Great value. Like, no, can't always be. I don't know. I, I, I rank Kirkland. <laughs> Your Kirkland's and your your Trader Joe's brand, I I just rank slightly ahead of them. I believe that. I believe that. I, I, at least it's a trusted value. Um, now, Frank, I am very sorry that I realized my, the error my ways in the middle of your uh, college football wrap up piece. Um, no, no, that's fine. We'll get back to it. Yeah, you were talking. Um, just go ahead and lead the people back into the hot hot haps. Oh, fair weekend. enough. Yeah, so I'm not drinking anything at the moment. I'm going to open up a Corona here in just a minute. But, there you go. Oh, snap. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're cold and in the in the garage. The other ones are currently in a closet here in the 72-degree oh. uh, dining room. We, so. we uh, Villain, we did rename uh, Frank's new uh, garage setup that he has, uh, Frank's Lair. Um, he's going to have tons of ladies coming out to the old lair. I'm sure. Oh, shit. That sounds scandalous. By referring hey, to it as a layer. <laughs> you, okay. You might pad the layer with some acoustic tiling. Already insulated. It's already insulated. Wherever you're coming from right now, you're, it's a little tinny. It's a little tinny. Well, this is my dining room. He's in the oh, okay. big ass so open space of the, the dining room. No, he's not. He hasn't broken in the layer yet. No, no, no. Salty cold. Are you like putting something together? That's kind of cool. Well, no, I'm just, we're just yeah. No, he's got a whole thing. He's got a studio. He's gonna drop in a garage. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just we put we put the TV from our uh, uh, oh, bedroom in the garage. Yeah. yeah, we did see that. That's nice. <clears throat> so we move things around a little bit, but not not quite to the extent 
to which we can call it a layer. I think we um, call it yeah, a layer. but it's a start. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it works. It allows me to watch football on Sundays yeah. while doing yard work and shit, which is nice. Ooh, like yeah, it. that's really nice. John Just Wayne Gacy. Open, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. John Wayne awesome. Gacy started out the basement somewhere. You know what I mean? God damn it! What? Um, <laughs> all right. So where we were at before. And now the shock value has worn off, but there is one shocking piece left to this. So, wait, uh, what, no, news. you go ahead from the beginning because they, they don't know what the yeah. shocking news was. No, I'm saying the things that shocked the cast before that were groundbreaking. Let's fake reactions this time. So, <laughs> this week, I have, I have the memory of a goldfish. This is going to be new. This, this weekend, we just massive, own it. massive earthquakes in, in college football world, right? So, the Minnesota Gophers Minnesota. beat the Penn State Grandma Knitting Lions uh, pretty handily. <laughs> and should have been more handily. Penn State kind of came back at the end. It was due to a bunch of really stupid play calling uh, on the Minnesota Gophers side. Uh, but um, only only got rewarded with a bump to eighth in the college football poll. And every single person ahead of them, Power Five Conference, two of them in the Pac-12, who they don't play shit. Um, one of them being Alabama, who got handled by LSU uh, outside of, again, stupid play calling in the fourth quarter by LSU. Um, and then fucking Georgia, who lost to South Carolina <laughs> and will probably get owned by both LSU and Georgia or and, and Alabama before the season's over. Um, uh, ranked at number four. So Minnesota, Minnesota. Thank you. Number eight. Number eight. Um, Baylor at nine and zero is at thirteen, but they've played really no one in the Big Twelve that's Listen, mattering. Baylor uh, has to play themselves in the the district attorney on a regular basis. So seriously, like, can we not? With I can't even believe Baylor is allowed to play Sorry. football. SMU fucking paid some people. I agree. To come and run all over people in the '80s, and they got goddamn blackballed. Oh, SMU was yeah. three decades. Yeah, that's yeah, what they, they flew. Exactly. They Icarus. They flew too close to the sun. You know. They did. They did. Um, so and they want. No, I know Baylor. Baylor still has to play Texas. They still have to play OU. They will lose one of those games. They're not that good. Um, they played us. They beat us. But again, fucking idiotic play calling cost that game. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see where this goes, but I don't see Baylor making it. I don't really at this point see a big 12 team making it to the title game, even if OU beats Baylor. Wait, um, you don't see a big 12 team making it to the big 12 title game. No, no, no. To the, to the title national game, title the, game. The national title game. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't see that happening. Period. Um, so, so, but, but the PAC 12 is set up nicely, even though their conference sucks dick. Um, so biggest, biggest surprise of the week goes to SMU, the undefeated SMU, who somehow played their way out of the top 25. <laughs> Go Ponies. Wait, they won and lost out of the top 25? Wow. <laughs> they're undefeated, and they're out of the top 25. <laughs> that might be some of the best Fuckers. shit ever. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You dare? Fucking idiots. <laughs> So they, once the stuff came out, once the, the rankings came out, everybody was like, shout out to SMU who played themselves out of the top 20. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, dude. So like, actually, no, no, no. Let me correct myself. They lost to Memphis, the number 24 team, um, a couple weeks ago, but have, have smashed pretty much everybody. 
they got ranked after that. So they were still ranked last week. And then this week they won and got dropped. <laughs> and they've got Navy coming up. That's it was ridiculous. Well, so if they beat Navy, they'll probably be ranked again. But yeah, it's, oh it is God. ridiculous. It just shows the farce that the fucking rankings are. It's ridiculous. <laughs> if you win, there's no room for another person to move into your spot. I'm sorry. It's bullshit. Yeah. No, it's complete sh- bullshit. And Notre Dame is still ranked number 16 in the country. And they fucking suck. How many losses do they have? One or two? They've got two losses against the only ranked teams that they've played. They enabled a child molester, and they're allowed. Like, what universe is this? Wait, that's Penn State. That's, that's Penn State. State. Oh, I'm talking about Penn State. But yeah. still, I was going to yeah. say Catholics <laughs> in general. Yes, you're still not wrong. About <laughs> them, but... So, so SMU, SMU, oh, right, man. gets ragged on because they got the death penalty and whatnot. Two way worse scandals in yeah. the history of college football. And these people are still like, oh, my God, we're in the top 10. What the fuck? Like, SMU hasn't been able to come back from that shit. Right. And here Penn State is back in the top 10, and Baylor's in the top 20. And Penn State actually, like, enabled rapists. Yeah, I was going to say, they were fucking children, like, not too long ago. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's totally absurd. And this whole Matt rule is such a fucking saving grace. You'll hear this Sunday. A Saturday when Baylor plays OU, I'll be watching because I'll be cheering for fucking OU for the first time in my life. Whoa! Um, no, no, no! Fuck Baylor, dude. They, they don't. Oh deserve... yeah, no, they're playing. Sorry, I miss. I misheard yeah. what you were saying. No, and and this is this is beyond like the OU OSU rivalry and shit. Fuck Baylor. Yeah. Um. So I'll be cheering for OU, and I hope every other person here cheers for OU, because <clears throat> it is totally unacceptable that they're allowed to have a football team. The same way that I'll keep cheering against Penn State to ever win anything in college sports. When it was specifically the football team that was implicated in the whole yeah. thing. This is fucking absurd. And all you'll hear all Saturday and Saturday evening, because I believe the uh, college game day is coming to fucking Waco, Texas. All they're going to be talking about is Matt Rule and how we got the program back on track and all this yeah. shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Board of Regents are still there. After the um, adversity that they've faced. Right? Yeah, it's like, I, and I'm not blaming the kids. Like, fine, if this leads you to some NFL success or whatnot, that's great. But I really hope your school doesn't have any success. Um, if you're good enough to go play in the NFL and your team's ranked in the top 25 or whatever, that's fine. No national titles, no Big 12 championships, whatever. Yeah. I, just, I cannot stand the fact that they're going to make this into, like, the Matt Rule redemption show. Because that's all it's going to be Saturday. It's just going to yeah. fucking stomp on those people who got raped. Well, that's fun. That's a fun way to end a college football segment. <laughs> yeah, no, but totally, it's, totally all so, it's all bullshit now. Like, it is. I don't know. It's hard to watch. Well, okay. So, but it's not. Like, the thing is, is there it's are hard really, to watch football in those sports without a political lens anymore. Like, there are honestly, really yeah. good. There are really good teams out there who are fun to watch who don't have the fucking baggage and the ones that do end up ruining the, the, the sport for everybody, you know, like, yeah, I don't care what people say. Like, okay. I don't like Mike Gundy, whatever. Oklahoma state doesn't have that. Like <laughs> we, we just go out, we play a lot of the times we suck, but it's still fun to watch. The kids are out there bearing their all, you know, same with the basketball team, whatever. It's fun because you went to school there and it's still like, if, if we need to pay him, we should pay him. I think we should pay him. But, you know, like those are discussions we can have, but it doesn't 
take away from the fact that it's still fun when your team wins and you beat a good team. Right. Um, it's the fact that like now we've got to be like, oh, Matt Rule, he saved this fucking program after the rapists and shit. And you're like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, how is this team still a team? You know, like, can we just... I, I cheer for my team because I went to school there and we all went to classes with football players. And How are you time. even looking your team in the eye? Like, <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. How many rapists did Mike Gundy like fucking save or victims did he save from rapists? As soon Please. as Tyreek Hill returned that fucking punt for a touchdown against OU, the Daily Oklahoman dropped the fact that he pushed his girlfriend down the stairs like to a night a night the before, night before like, yeah whatever like friday night right and mike and he was like i didn't hear about this i'm sorry oh wait, uh, it's really hard to hear things when you have both fingers shoved in your ears going la 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 no, no, no hold on hold on though so so literally i mean the police report came out the sunday there was no like tyreek hill was on the football field he was he showed up to the bus like he he was on the field you know like right Mike Gundy's got a shit ton of stuff to go before rivalry week happens. Right? So here's, so in, in my opinion, it is very, very likely he probably didn't hear about it. Here's what I say. And, Someone and hold who, on. <sighs> if, if he did hear about it and it can be proven, I will feel very different. But I'm going under the assumption he didn't hear about it. But as soon as he did, our biggest game of the year, right, was coming up in our bowl game. And he kicked him off the fucking team. The fucking next day, Sunday, Mike Gundy kicked Tyreek Hill off the team as he deserved. So the fact of the matter is, is like you have coaches that have some guts that will do stuff that's not popular. And then you have coaches who suspend their players for a quarter for doing things that should be getting them kicked off the team. Well, then you have the NCAA uh, forcing uh, suspend a uh, three game suspension for somebody who's literally just trying games. just yeah. trying to fucking get by. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's and, and keep and that's, up with whatever other people are doing around him. That's the absurdity of the whole thing because the fact that that people hide behind this is oh god, okay, we're getting into fucking another topic. People hide behind the due process thing as though it's like gospel. Do, do, well, not just that. Due process should always play out until the nth degree, right? And then if they are proven guilty and if they are not. Okay. Some of this stuff is a reputation, right? There's reputations to uphold that go beyond your ability to play football. If it is proven that you are not guilty, then you could be welcomed back onto the team. But until then, we've got to distance ourselves. So either you kick the person off or you suspend them indefinitely until the shit gets sorted. Yeah. That's due process. This whole one-week bullshit, oh, yeah, no, he he might have punched someone in the club, but it's a quarter. You know, like, <laughs> I don't understand that. I just don't fucking get it. Either hold the people accountable or don't pretend like you're not. You know, like... Right. What I was going to say is anytime something like... Uh, there are a few things that I agree with Mike Gundy on, and the way he disciplines players are one of those things that I agree with him on. Because mm -hmm. like when he came in in the early 2000s, he literally kicked off like 17 of 53 starters, he including just, three five-star prospects. Three five-star prospects who were fucking problems. And when I say yeah. problems, I mean legitimate fucking problems, like Xavier, Xavier Lawson, Lawson Kennedy. Kennedy being yeah, the biggest of them all. Wow, that was great. Great timing. Uh, that dude was a piece of shit, and 
he kicked him off this uh, the moment he stepped on uh, stepped into the role of head coach. One hundred percent agree with that stuff. And honestly, what I was getting ready to say is, anytime someone gets caught in a domestic violence situation, they get caught fucking hitting their spouse or abusing their spouse. Like, I I lean on the side of like this isn't the fucking first time that this person has done this. Absolutely. And that's why I, I say what I did of like you know. It's if, very if, rare that you hear of someone having the police called on them for domestic like violence, and it's there's not something to there's it. There's not pre-existing yeah. situation going on. Yeah, it, and that, that doesn't just happen. No, like you don't feel it's like when people are like, "Well, I, so I listen to a lot of crime and sports that podcast that's fucking fantastic." Uh, and they talk about like, oh, well, you know, they were at a dinner party and then, uh, you know, the shortstop for the Expos decided to start beating his wife in front of everybody. <laughs> and everybody's like, whoa, that's fucking wild. Like, mm. Let me tell you the, fu- like, you know how fucked and crazy you have to be to assault another person in front of yeah. other people in a, like, yeah. somewhat Period. intimate setting? End of story. Like, that's fucking insane. And that's also not the first time that that's fucking happened. Like I don't care, yeah, man, you're woman. That comfortable with it? Yeah. No, I, I, not even just that, right? Like if you if you get into a heated argument with anybody, spouse, whatever, that's a level. Yeah. If you get to a level where you're fucking throwing blows, <laughs> like that's fucking insane <laughs> what to me. The fuck? Yeah, like if I was if I was out at a party and like just say it was France, Frank and I just hanging out, and all of a sudden Frank just leaned over and punched me right in the dick. I would have a problem with that. I'm like, we're we're pretty close, but we're not dick. But no one's dick punching close to me. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> not even my wife is. Yeah, we would have issues if that happened. We'd have a serious comment. We'd have a. I might, I might have to call somebody. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's it's. But that's the thing. That's the thing. Is like when we when we look at these punishments, right? Mm-hmm. It's always with tainted glasses, and I like that Mike Gundy doesn't do that. And I like that. Not every team yeah. can say that. We can honestly say that the punishments that have been dealt to players have always been commiserate to what they did. Right. And they haven't, they've never erred on the side of like, they've never been soft handed. Does that no. make sense? Like, he's no. always, they've he's always been decisive and like direct. Yeah. And no one, you know, I will say that is the one thing, like, I don't, very few people have ever questioned those decisions from no, the, yeah. the Oklahoma State organization. Like appropriate. Yeah. From, 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 Measured from, is the word you're looking for. Measured, you yeah, from baseball to football to basketball. I, I think they have a system probably in, in place where a third party determines a lot of punishment because across those sports, it has been very consistent for off-the-field things. If, if you get accused, I mean, there was a basketball player who in the end, and I feel bad for him, it ended up being a completely false allegation based on a, a, a literally crazy girlfriend, but she accused him what of Troy raping do. her. Oh, and um, <clears throat> well, I think the investigation kind of accusation should be scrutinized and like, they, no, they're always scrutinized. They're always scrutinized. But to your point, 99% of the time it's true. This time it happened to be false. And she had been like a serial liar. A real Kelly Kapoor out there. Huh? A real Kelly Kapoor out there? Yeah, I mean, it was, yes, it was a Kelly Kapoor moment. Like, and she got him in a lot of fucking trouble. Um, and I, I just cannot remember the guy's name, but he sat out two years ago. He sat out nine months from the basketball team. No activities, nothing. Jesus. Until Noble County 
like the sheriff's department was like, listen, we can't corroborate anything you're saying. You said your friends were there. They won't admit to this happening. Like we can't do anything about this. And everything that you're saying doesn't check out because his cell phone wasn't even in the area. Like there's this whole fucking thing. Right. Yeah. And until that was the clearing moment, he didn't get a He didn't get a pass by the basketball team. They were like, listen, I'm sorry. This person's in your life. And if this is all true, you're more than welcome back. But you know, you're going to sit out. Meanwhile, Baylor has credible fucking accusations. Christ. Yeah. And and these kids are playing, right? Like, I don't, I, uh, yeah. So Baylor's got half a town of victims. They don't have fucking accusations. They have goddamn victims just strewn about the place. It's incredible. They still have fans. Yeah. So in, 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 in all honesty, like I, that's, what's ruining college sports for me. The, the payment thing, it'll get sorted. The sponsors will be able to pay players. Like that'll all get sorted. Um, it is, it sucks right now, but it's not something that isn't being driven from the fans up. Right. Like we all think these players should be paid. Right. You guys need to figure out how it's going to happen and the sport will be better off for it. The safety thing, it's sort of going through its motions at the moment. I personally think take the pads away. We'll see where it goes, but yeah. th- there's That's a movement towards that. You know, there's a movement towards all these things. It's it's when you allow the schools to assign these arbitrary fucking penalties that aren't reviewed by third parties that end up being completely based on who they're playing. <laughs> it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Every team, I mean, at the very, very least, every single credible allegation should go to a third party whistleblower department within the sports um, athletic department. And should be reviewed by a board like grand jury allegations are. I agree with that. And at that point, punishment should be assigned. At the very least. And it should be a standard across the NCAA. I 100% agree with that. Then you don't have situations where, like, uh, you know, Penn State has an entire group of regents being fired and sued. and Yeah. Uh, like and a coach literally dying from stress. Like Joe Paterno uh, dropped, died from he, fucking like he fucking heart attack. He, he, he died of more, he, he died of having that weight lifted off his chest. Is what it was. <laughs> is what I say. That f- old fuck. That, that was the only thing keeping the fucking vessels together. Yeah, it was that stress of that fuck <laughs> of him of his buddy banging a nine year old. Oh, God. Oh, y'all say it, but it fucking happened, and everyone's yeah, like, no, no true, keep true. Joe no. Pa I mean, around. No, I was mostly thinking about this. You're right. You're like, totally could right. You, it's not. Uh, could you imagine that man and the guilt he lived with until he died? That's like, you know what? He, he earned every moment of it. I'm not saying yeah. he didn't. But I'm saying, like, that you couldn't think of a worse final end to, to a person's life. I don't know. It was really, uh, you know, thinking back on it, I was like, you know, he's this Joe Paterno has put in his dues. He's done a lot of things. Uh, do y'all remember in the early 2000s when he got his leg fucking snapped in half like a toothpick on that play that went to the sidelines? <laughs> and one of his own fucking players slid into his leg and just snapped it like it was a saltine cracker. Uh, it was fucking hilarious. And then he died. <laughs> so. So the, the other thing that not I was a big Joe say, Paterno fan, sorry. No, I'm not either. I'm not either. No, he judge you if you were. Any of those fucking uh, college football coaches that come from the old class, they're so fucking dirty. It's not even like. Oh yeah, it's I mean, not a question of if they so are. It's dirty. how dirty they are. They. Yeah, that's really all that matters. Like the rules back then were arbitrary, completely. Yeah. Um. 
<clears throat> no, so what I was going to say finally is and we should probably move on from college football, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's setting up to be an absolutely epic uh, college football playoffs. The last couple weeks of the season, there are so many teams in it. Oh, so sorry. many, <laughs> no, so many big games coming up. Like Minnesota still has to play Ohio. State. <clears throat> Minnesota, thank still you. Has to play Ohio State, Iowa, and Wisconsin. <laughs> Those are all top 20 matchups. Oh, yeah. Um, Oklahoma State still has the OU game going, and we're Up, like upset a little bit. Texas still has to play Baylor, so does OU. We're fielding a team at the moment. <laughs> yeah, but there's lots, there's lots of good games coming up, right? Like, there it's, are. It's, it's not, not, not often that you're sitting here November 12th, the playoffs starting in fucking six weeks. And it hasn't pretty much been set who the top three are. Like literally right. everybody one through four could fall out of this. That's yeah. yeah that's that's how crazy it is. Uh, well, I got to tell you, you know, it's really crazy to me, Frank, is how crazy good this beer is that I'm drinking. You want to take a guess what it is? Uh, it's something. Think. It's going to be the Anchorage. No, 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 no. I didn't. I don't have an Anchorage barley wine. Sorry. Did I give you the IPA or the barley? Oh, I meant to bring the barley wine. I've got the barley wine here. You know, I'm a big fan of barley wine. That's the one I couldn't fit. Barley wine is life. That's the way I... I I know. That's why I wanted to bring it. Okay, so, okay. It is... One thing, before you announce, the very frustrating thing about Anchorage, okay? Mm -hmm. They keep painting these demons on their fucking cans. Yeah. And a dark demon means something, and a white demon or a gray <laughs> demon, or and I'm like, fuck, dude, it's a demon. I don't understand. Dude, and then you, you twist it, and it's like the same thing. You don't have your Very demon decoder for from Anchorage. God, it's like a fucking pin that you hold on to. I've had like six or seven beers in my house from them, and I still don't understand which ones which. I have to read the label. All uh, over the weekend, the Anchorage beers, the Anchorage uh, label in particular is fucking sick. Yeah, they are. Fucking sick. Anyway, I'm drinking another beer that you actually left here at my house over the weekend Lunar. from when you came and drank. Yeah. Lunar from Celestial Brewing. So good. Uh, this beer is stupid good. I don't remember it being as good as it is in my glass right now. That This fucking thing is amazing. It is yeah. a double IPA with Ella, Citra, and Vic Secret hops. This thing's fucking phenomenal. Also, looks a little bit like Pond Water, uh, <laughs> but... Like good juicy fucking palm. palm uh, that palm thing water. is so good. So I was I was telling you. So over the weekend, uh, Frank and Mrs. Frank came up to visit for uh, uh, my daughter's birthday, and uh, they they uh, pampered her with gifts of Barbie dolls and a uh, 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 fun fun play sessions. And uh, Frank just gets up and walks away while I'm talking about his trip up here. Just shoves the chair out loud like Christ. So so they came up uh, on Friday. I took a nice early fucking 9.30 a.m. flight into Love Field. Uh, Nice uh, airport, honestly. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Way better than DFW. Well, yeah, hell yeah. DFW is closer to my house, so you know, I'm gonna take those things with a grain of salt. But I mean, that's fair. That's DF- fair. Uh, Love Field is actually probably easier to get to, honestly, um, and it's much easier to get around inside once you're at the airport. So, it is a nice, a nice place. Way better than the Corpus Christi Airport, but we'll so get into that. Why are you arguing? 
I'm uh, arguing for argument's sake, villain. This is a sure, podcast. Are you sure, are you sure uh, Corpus Crispy? Crispy. That's what Corpus Crispy. Yeah. Corpus Christi Airport is not just. That's like the East Rand Mall, isn't it? Honestly, it's the fucking barn where people fly in and out of. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even they don't even have a Whataburger in there. They advertise one, but they don't actually have one in the really? airport. Really? Yeah. Swear to God. There's one shitty bar and grill and a fucking coffee shop in there, and they both suck. Uh, anyway. You know what, though? No food poisoning in the, uh, with the old chicken quesadilla, so I can't complain too much, I guess. Anyway. I like that that's the standard. <laughs> didn't shit my pants on the flight, so... Oh, it's B. Just a gamble. I give it a, a Yelp four stars. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, so Frank and Mrs. Frank came up. We uh, went to a contemporary art museum where we saw a lot of pictures that Parker painted. And then... Uh, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I should check that thread, Villem. There's a lot of Parker-esque yeah, paintings. Um, then we went to uh, Brain Dead Brewing, which a uh, nice little brew pub with stellar beers. Uh, hopefully, Frank can attest that that's that's the case. I'm not speaking out of turn. No, that's absolutely not the name of the brewery, guys. <clears throat> no, if if you can go to yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think there's there's not another than worth a drive. Like, go, what, go what? to Celestial, you'll be fine. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about Brain Dead for a brew pub. Oh, Brain Dead as well. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Both uh, of those are stupid good. Brain Dead's got a nice uh, nice food menu uh, along with their, their really, really good beers that they have. Um, it's in Deep Ellum, so if you don't like people, just stay away from Deep Ellum. Um, but go in, like, oh, middle no, of the day Friday. Like, Brain Dead, yeah, if you go lunchtime, oh, I fantastic. guess any lunch. Yeah. Honestly, Deep Elm doesn't start getting packed until like three, four o'clock in the afternoon. But even, I mean, we were there at lunch, one o'clock, two o'clock. It was it nice. Was it was fine. Yeah. Um, four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock rock. Um, but yeah, um, I saw what you were doing, Willem. I was trying to pick up what you were putting down. But then we went over to Celestial. I've had Celestial beers. I've had their four packs. I've never had a taproom experience. Um, I've taken Frank a couple of beers. Uh, and sorry, that's weird. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I'm here. getting that too. Yeah, it's on my end, so hopefully it won't happen again. Anyway, um, <laughs> I have I've never had a taproom experience from there, and uh, I gotta say I was not disappointed. I felt like the taproom experience was actually well worth the value. I've complained about the price of of celestial beers before. I've said how ridiculous it is to pay thirty two dollars for eight beers, um, but I gotta be honest with you. You find the right eight beers, and thirty-two dollars is not not that big of a thing. Uh, also, the uh, the flights that they have there are fucking amazing. I I got Frank and I. I set us up with each very different flights, uh, but still within the same uh, the same. <laughs> I set them up with the same sort of like uh, increasing flavor. Uh, starting out with a, like a lighter IPA, double IPA, and then a big stout, and they were fucking amazing. Uh, that barrel age stat was incredible. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't barrel age. So I thought it was after we left. Not barrel age. It's all malt. It was like twelve and a half percent all malt. Well, yours had peanut butter, but it still was not a barrel age stout. The no. one that I had that you had to finish for me because otherwise we wouldn't have made it home. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna move my phone away from my computer. Maybe that's it. Um, that one was uh, all malt, cacao nibs, chocolate, and coffee. And it was just flat out fucking amazing. So, uh, and then Frank picked up a four pack of Lunar Double IPA, six pack, sixteen ounce cans, and they were 
I'm just glad you didn't put them in your bank. To be honest with you. Well, I didn't have I didn't have room. My wife bought those two blankets. Oh, (laughs) oh, from the pot store out by my house. Couldn't have come back for those. Couldn't have come back. Yeah, you can't wait for them, man. You gotta have gotta have uh, blankets outside on the patio. Yeah, Villain, did you know we had a big pot store out by our house? A pot store. It's not legal there. Oh, these pots are. Oh, these pots are. Oh, these pots are. Those are pots. Yeah. (laughs) They're good, though. Like, they're beautiful. It's it's actually, like, a really cool little setup they got. They import them all Central America and South America. And India. And India. And India. They're, They're really, really nice, yeah. We had a uh, a great time perusing the old multiple selections, like overwhelmingly. So the pots Holy shit. sounds exhilarating. Yeah, and then <laughs> the wife decided the wife decided she needed to um, purchase two blankets, each weighing five pounds. Oh shit! When we had one bag, and our weight limit was fifty pounds. Okay, but be real, like who who doesn't love a heavy blanket? I mean, I like heavy blankets, but I mean, they were being purchased for blankets. We could have come back for the blankets. I don't think the blankets were going anywhere. No, 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 those blankets I can I can stop by and pick up just about any time. They're right around the corner from the house. Mother, so we got them. They're here now. Part of the uh, the lair, if you will. No girls allowed. No girls allowed in the lair. Thank you. No girls allowed. Oh, you know what? Y'all keep talking. I'm gonna try to fix this. So, um, yeah, so Celestial was totally worth it. Then we went on Saturday to Armadillo. And Armadillo Armadillo, (laughs) shouldn't do that because we didn't pay for any of the beer. It was great. Um, And their beer was fantastic. Like, so Celestial specializes in juicy IPAs and makes a lot of them and really heavy stouts. Armadillo has one milkshake IPA that isn't actually truly milkshake. It's not lactose. Oh, no, it is milkshake. It has lactose and fruit added to it. It does not have a whole lot of vanilla added. Um, not sure what's happening, right. Brian. But, uh, so we, we, we enjoyed every single beer we had there. They had an amber that was out of this world. Um, they had a white stout. That was very, very good. It's called Brunch Money, so you know it's good. Yeah, and they had one that was called the Yacht, Little Yacht. Okay, so they have Yacht Club, and then they have uh, or they have uh, Land Yacht, and then they have Yacht Club. Yacht Club yeah. is the rotating series that you and I had. Yacht Club was very good. Yeah, two uh, and three. Land, Land Yacht was a little intense this time. It, it didn't add enough for the, the alcohol, is what I would say. Like, it lost flavor. Uh, so I don't know. I, di- I didn't have land yacht uh, when we were at the. You had it in the flight. No, I had L- yacht club, and then I had uh, this Sorry. session. Okay, no, so I you... had this wrong. I had this wrong. Yes. What's the base beer for yacht club? So yacht club is, or uh, land yacht is the base beer. We didn't have land yacht. We had yacht club three and yacht club two. Yacht club two was the milkshake IPA that you loved, and to be honest, was exponentially better on draft than it was in cans. Yeah, you, that's the one you told me had some chunks and shit. Yes, it was very chunky when, when you bought it in cans. Yacht Club 3 is the one you're talking about. Um, it had a, it had a lot of hops added to it, and there was there was something lacking in the draft version that was, like, it was opposite. 
uh, Yacht Club 2 was better on draft and Yacht Club 3 was better in cans. Okay. Um, but it was really good. I, I, Frank, you and I switched over to those big stouts before we had a chance to go back to Yacht Club. Uh, Quaker Town Stout on Nitro was the one that we both was fucking. I don't know. I had a romantic situation with that beer. It was very good. It it was a little bit. How would I put it? It was too high alcohol. Like it, it was eleven and a half percent. It was it, it was, was high and tasty. But the issue is, I think uh, I think I pointed it out while we were there. That beer on uh, with carbonation is nice. Carbonic acid uh, takes yeah. away from that alcohol sweetness a little bit. When we had it on nitro, it tasted almost flat. Um, but and that like when you when you have a flat beer, it really pumps up the sweetness and pumps up the alcohol. So it doesn't really leave you feeling like you want another one. Yeah, it's it's a one it's a one beer. Yeah, for sure. Kind of deal. Um, I will say. Out of every single beer we had this weekend, my favorite was between. Oh man, this is a tough one. It's a really tough call. Uh, <laughs> yes. Bourbon County Stout 14. Yes. Or <laughs> Lunar. Lunar. And they're totally opposite styles, yep. but for, for their styles, they're phenomenal. The best I've ever had. Yeah, I I I agree with you, Frank. Um, the 2014 Bourbon County Stout that we had in our in our uh, five year vertical, that beer surprised the shit out of me. I was expecting the least out of that beer. I thought it was going to be flat, flabby, and nasty. Not even just that, Brian. But he literally said, "If you don't like it, you can pour it out." Yeah. <laughs> like before pouring it, he was so convinced this was it, and then he said that for 15 too because it was it was infected. Yeah. Infected. But for 14, he was like, I don't know that I should have saved this beer for five years. <laughs> yeah, but I did because of, good. but uh, well, and hopefully I'll, I'm, I'm trying to put together a quick YouTube video for us that we may post up to IGTV. But I, I explained why I saved this style of beer, this brand of beer in particular for five years. Um, I, and after pouring it, after pouring five years worth uh, with friends and family, <laughs> it was well worth the time and well worth the wow. uh the, the the experiment so um it was a it was a very very special experience that i probably won't be able to repeat with any other beers it's um, it's gonna be it rare phenomenal. Yeah. it was really really awesome um so yeah i i the, the 2014 bourbon county stout was tits uh, that one that one stole the is the best beer of the weekend for me the lunar was really good um what made it so good is that it tastes so different from other beers that have that same hot profile. And, mm. and that's what made it stand out for me. Um, but I mean, shit. This I, don't weekend, know. So I, I, I compare the lunar to Treehouse's juice. What's that thing called? Uh, Julius. Julius. Just Julius. Just Julius. Um, no, it's different hops. I know that. But that's that to me is like, it's like the gold standard for that. I was going to say it's consistency of flavor throughout yeah. the beer, you know? Yeah. So to me, to me, having had a lot of Julius, um, that beer is like, okay, <clears throat> let me put it this way. If you're thinking about backdooring some Julius, you know, it's like a turn shit all the way from Boston, <laughs> $10 a can, whatever. No, fuck it. Just head to Celestial if you're in Texas. Whenever you pass through Dallas, 
grab yourself four cans for $32. <laughs> it's not. <and> you'll, have, <laughs> you'll have Julius. No, because I mean, well, they're selling it to you for $10 a can. You're shipping it for another fucking 20. You can easily be 60 bucks deep for four beers from Treehouse. Like, right. You're not going to be paying 32 for four cans at Celestial if you go there. No. Yes, you are. That's what I paid. No, you didn't pay $32. You paid like 18 those four. No. Dude, you paid $32 for fucking four cans of beer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that it cannot be right. That is so right. high. That's what they listed it as. I even told you that's like what they sold it for. I thought you were fucking kidding. No, no. Um, but to me, that's worth it. Like, it's, it's, it's okay. They're a tiny brewery. They make good beer. I, I don't oh, have an issue fuck with it. it. Now that I taste that, now that beer is not that good. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm about all <laughs> but if, okay. So when I'm comparing it to the supposed best double dry hopped IPAs on earth, right? You're dealing with Treehouse, you're dealing with, uh, Trillium and, uh, uh other half and those places. Hey, yeah. This is equally as good. And you don't need to go to fucking buttfuck northeast to get it. Yeah, I see um, what you're saying. So just that's not true. That price is not right. I, I I absolutely promise you that price is not right. I'm looking at everything else, and it's none of those prices are right. I I they're not <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, so what I what, what I would say Sorry. is uh, the best beers of the weekend. We're there. Um, I will say I really enjoyed slamming a bunch of uh, <laughs> Sierra Nevada Pale Ales and uh, Manhattan Project Half-Life uh, with you and, and uh, Mrs. Frank. That shit was a good... It was a good time this weekend. No, absolutely. And it, hey, by the way, I didn't mean to disrespect other half Manhattan. Um, oh. No, sorry. Manhattan Half-Life. not Man- Manhattan yeah. Project, yeah. Um. So that that is a very good beer. I just I like how drinkable it is. It's not. It's yeah. one of those like when you. It's like uh, everything rhymes with orange from Rough Tail for those Oklahoma listeners who have that readily available to them. Like everything rhymes with orange is a fantastic beer, and I feel like people kind of sleep on it sometimes because it's always available. Half Life down here from Manhattan Project is always available, and it's. So fucking consistently good. And that's what I'm finding with all the other Manhattan Project beers is they're so fucking consistent. They just make good beer. They're that's, fantastic. Yeah. I cannot wait for their fucking brewery to open. So I don't know if, you, if you've if you been following along their blog at all. And you know, uh, the loyal listeners know that we had uh, the Manhattan Project on pre-episode 100. So it was uh, like April of 2018 we had them on. Mm-hmm. Um, they've since uh like bought a building uh off of i30 basically uh yeah they were just about Dallas. to do that oh yeah they were, yeah they were getting ready to do that they were about to launch necessary evil their pilsner that is fucking it's one of the best loggers in Dallas right now um but they were supposed to open a building uh they were supposed to have a like a grand opening ceremony during north texas beer week which was this last week of october and then it came to find out that uh, their building didn't have fucking water. <laughs> like the city of Dallas did not provide had not provided them water back in mid October, uh, and um, bit of an issue when you're fucking brewing beer. You need water. 
So uh, they didn't check this beforehand. No, it was an issue where they were uh, municipal water tends to switch sources pretty regularly, and they switched sources on them and didn't didn't have fucking water to actually operate the brewery. Uh, so yeah, and remember, Manhattan Project was a they were a contract brewing out of other brew houses up until the beginning of October. So. When the middle of October rolled around, you know, you give like a week or two grace. And then, you know, when you're two weeks ahead of an open, you know, grand opening, you got to have that shit. So it looks like the grand anniversary party, <laughs> I feel like they've renamed it a couple times, is set for November 9th. And tw- that's the first year? That was the, ni- I guess it was last weekend, but that doesn't seem yeah. right. Hold on. I'm looking at their. We missed that, man. Oh, no, no, no. It was a, that's their, yeah, no. That, that I don't remember seeing anything on their anniversary party or their, you know, grand opening party. I usually stay up there. shit. <clears throat> was that their grand opening or first year? First year? No, they've, they've been, op- they've, uh, I think it was honestly their three year anniversary. Um, no, that's not, I couldn't have been. No, it is because they launched at Untapped the last year of Untapped Fest, which was uh, three years okay. ago. I mean, the anniversary of the building. It's oh, like a year they haven't even opened. They haven't opened in the building. What? The okay. The, the pictures. So I, that, okay, I, I get what you're saying now. Okay, so the the, the water delayed them. Yes. Long. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the pictures, if y'all saw me uh, visiting the Manhattan Project brew house, uh, like about a year ago. That was just the shell of the building. They hadn't. They didn't have brewing equipment installed in the building yet. God, so. and they, they lasted that long. That's incredible, dude. That okay. So let that be a testament to anyone who wants to fucking open a brewery, brew really good beer, and it you can fucking make just about anything happen. Honestly, yeah, I mean, dude, it's about financing at that point. Like this. Well, they've not been able to produce anything for a year while waiting on the. Oh city. no 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 no! Remember remember. They're contract brewing this entire time. They're producing beer. I understand. Uh, but they had a loan to pay back based big, on Trader Joe's. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Trader Joe's, but they're the ones running the shit. So But they couldn't they couldn't meet the production required to pay that loan until they started actually producing. Like I'm sure they had to fill some gaps here that Oh yeah. That, that's absolutely incredible. Like absolutely congratulations. Well, I mean, we we talked to them. They good. it's it's not like they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. They're fucking. They're pretty smart people. I think getting water taken away from you is something you would have assumed would be a thing. No, but I'm talking about running a business and uh, accounting for things that can come up. That's what I'm talking about. Sure, but a year's worth of reserve fund. No, it's again not a year's worth of reserve funds. They're running on two weeks of reserve funds. That's what we're looking at. No, but hold on. They were supposed to open this month uh, in the first of November. Okay, I thought when we interviewed them, it was no. like earlier this no, year. No, they hadn't even they hadn't even secured the building when we interviewed them in April of 2018. That was the only time we interviewed them. No, I understood. I just I, I thought it was more like an early 2020 Mm-mm. thing. Mm-mm. No, we uh, when we talked yeah, to them, regard everything I just said. Even <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miller should resign. In other news. <laughs> Now they are uh, they're doing okay and they're doing good and as, as long as they keep making good ass beers I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep buying them so uh, Villem I hear uh, 
I hear you're you're killing it up in uh, Tulsa town lately. You got any good banjo gigs so. coming up, or are you? Um... Oh no, strictly a private gift to book oh, me. No. Ooh, <laughs> a dollar to a dollar to see it, two dollars to touch it, three dollars to touch <laughs> my toes, four dollars to touch it while I touch your toes. Three hundred dollars if you want to tell anyone about it. Oh, oh shit! Now I got some Ooh. payback. Then, goddamn. <laughs> How have you been up in Tulsa Town? Are you freezing Pretty your good. nards off? Oh yeah, it's been chilly to say the least. It's uh, today was I think we started the morning out at eighteen degrees. Felt like twelve, <laughs> and oh. uh, you know got up to I want to say thirty degrees. It's not been too bad, honestly. The winds at least been calm, so it's not been the worst. I, I've I've been more pissed off at the weather. <laughs> <laughs> As they say. <laughs> well, let's set that bar a little higher than Oklahoma. I've been more pissed off with the wind. Yeah, I mean, that's Jesus. all you can do, man. The wind just angers me. Like when do- it's already cold and then that wind will just whip. It just feels like such a fucking slap in the face. Dude. And I can't help but just be pissed off. Like yesterday there was like sustained no 50 mile an hour winds in Dallas. Oh, that is fucking terrible. But but if it's if it's like mild, I don't mind the wind. Like even if it if it's just very humid and like you know, 60, 70 degrees, it's like fine. But when it when it's already cold and then that wind kicks up and it starts cutting through you, it just feels so personal to yeah. me. It's like you just want to lay down and quit. You're saying, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Oh my god. But it's so it's not been like that, is what I mean to say. No, that's good. That's good then. Now we we had some freezing temperatures rolling last night, and I had to move all the plants inside. I'll show you. Oh my God, Frank! How are you oh. even surviving right now? The whole living room is full of plants. Jesus. Um, and then <laughs> I covered my cacti out front with blankets. Uh, we have some gardenias over here that need to be covered as well. Um, <laughs> The air in yeah, the room is so fresh right now. Life is tough. <laughs> it's very, very cold. Life is tough. I, Pretty, I actually just remembered saying gardenia. I've got a neighbor with one of my gardenias in her yard that's definitely going to freeze if I don't go cover it. Uh, fucking go get that goddamn gardenia. What are you doing here right <laughs> yeah. now? That was the most domestic thing I've ever done. Probably right? shit. It's 29, y'all. I'll be back in a minute. T's and P's for Frank's Gardenia. Holy shit. He's, he's legit he's leaving to go get his Gardenia. Right to go get his Gardenia. <laughs> this is way more Gardenia talk than I ever thought we would have on this podcast. On this, yeah. 1,000% more Gardenia talk. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I got to be honest with you. You put a Gardenia in a lineup. Not gonna fucking I, find yeah, it. True. Not gonna. I'm not gonna pass that lineup. What is a gardenia? I don't know. Let's uh, let's Google what is a gardenia. We would ask Frank, but he's now run out to go save his, his gardenia. gardenia. His neighbor inexplicably has. Yeah, like he's fucking loning out Why gardenias. Your, yeah. Like, Gard- <laughs> I got you, villain. Ready for this? Gardenia is a genus of flowering plants in the coffee family. Robiaceae, oh. native to the tropical and subtropical regions of Africa, Asia, Madagascar, and Pacific Islands. The genus was named by Carl Linnaeus and John Ellis after Dr. Alexander Garden, a Scottish-born American nationalist. Wow. 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 Nationalists. I don't like that. I don't either. I, fi- he, I feel like 
Well, naturalist, not nationalist. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, named after Doctor Doctor Stephen Miller, uh, white nationalist, <laughs> renowned, globally known white nationalist and uh, douchebag of the Trump administration. Um, yeah. No. Okay. Can we just stop acting like that was like news? We all knew that. I oh, mean, Stephen Miller's a fucking piece of shit. He's like Heinrich Himmler in modern times. But not even modern times. It's just reincarnate. He looks like the yeah, motherfucker. He looks like him, yeah. Dude, he's such a piece of shit. Like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, we knew this. Yeah. Like, we had written shit before he was ever appointed any captain. <laughs> in other news that everyone knew. Uh, <laughs> like, what the fuck are we talking about? Here? I get mad because, I don't know. I, I, hold on. I, I want to make sure I'm Googling this before I say it out loud. Because I don't want to fucking sound like a goddamn asshole. Is he Jewish? I have no idea. Ah, fuck. Ah, here it is. He was uh, born on August 23rd. Ha ha ha. That's uh, Mrs. Brian's birthday. <laughs> Second of three children in the Jewish family of Michael D. Miller, a real estate investor, and Mariam Glossa. He grew up in Santa Monica, California. I I thought that was the case. Uh, yeah. So, how many know that he was? Uh, he grew up in a Jewish household because I knew so many times that he fucking mentioned like oh, I can't be a white nationalist. I'm of Jewish heritage. Like okay. That is not the protector of your fucking white nationalism. Hey, Frank, glad you joined us back. Um, uh, we're seeing how he dances with the devil there, huh? I mean, sorry, it dances with the devil or jerks him off under the devil's trousers. We had a gardenia emergency, yeah. Gardenia Gate 2019 has been solved. Sorry. All I'm gonna say is don't pay don't, don't don't plant something for your elderly neighbor if you're not willing to take care of it totally. <laughs> I mean, Frank, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not doing shit for my elderly neighbor unless it's call them when their house is on fire. I'm like, hey, get out. And I'm just gonna, yeah, you know. Take care of a person, I guess. I do. I do. I do. They don't look out, they don't look when they back out of their driveways. Um they fucking have the I don't call nine one one. Smith and Wesson is my emergency services. That's my elderly neighbors. So yes, yeah, we'll see. Sorry, did um, you see? Do we talked about this? Do what? Me with the sorry grandma. Oh yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, that's essentially my neighbors. Sorry, grandma, we don't call nine one one, and she's dying of a heart attack. Like <laughs> he's just got a God. gun pointed at her. <laughs> that's my neighbors. <laughs> uh yeah so frank i'm glad you rescued your living cardania no, dude i've grown this thing now for four years it's about okay so if anybody knows anything about gardenias we've established that no one on this cast does well they're slow, they're slow growing okay right so they they grow they bloom and then they essentially stop growing so if you've seen those gardenia bushes that the queen has and shit Mm. They're the perfectly pruned, like, fucking bushes, right? So (laughs) what ends up happening with those, in England, I figure they dig them up and bring them inside. I don't know how they survive the winter if they don't do that. But um, essentially, they, they, 
they don't go much higher than about four or five feet. And then they start just getting a little bit bigger and bigger. And then they start growing again. But anyways, um, the, the frost tolerance form is not high. You'll lose all of your foliage. And then you have to cut them back to the stem pretty much at the root level and then wait for it to kind of start growing again. Right. So I mean, for the lay, what do they look like? The gardenia, it's, it's like the... I got this. They are an evergreen shrub with uh, and small trees growing to 1 to 15 meters, or 3.3 to 49.2 feet tall. Yeah. The leaves are opposite or in whorls of 3 or 4, 50 to, or 5 to 50 centimeters, or 2 to 19.7 inches long. For the lay. Yeah, I am. Broad, dark, green, and glossy with a leathery texture. I want to hear they make, Brian. They, explanation of what they look like like look at a picture and tell me what you they see. make gorgeous um flowers that's why people oh, people okay. grow them and they're tolerant they're freeze tolerant um but the leaves aren't and if the leaves die they don't have a way to keep going right so it's like you you have to cover them it won't die at 15 degrees fahrenheit but if if it's not covered it will hmm it's not able to photosynthesize anything. Hmm. Uh, hmm. The key is not to have it. But that flower smells so good. Does it attract bees? Yes. Yeah. More than any flower you've ever seen. But Are Frank, perfect. <laughs> here's you, the here's the real question, Frank. Bees. Do you know who the flower is named after? John Ellis. Oh, that was who named it, but who is it named after? No idea, but he's family. I don't give a shit. Oh, he's not. Okay. All right. Dr. Alexander Garden, born 1730 to 1791, a Scottish born American naturalist, not nationalist, which what got us on to (laughs) American nationalist. Insinuating. (laughs) In the 1700s, he was. He was a nationalist before it was cool. Yeah, he was was a a hipster nationalist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only a nationalist because I know it's, I I, I, I thought it was cool before you did. So it's, it's a tropical plant that ends up, kind of surviving in cold temperatures. Well, obviously. I mean, it is an oxygenated fl- flavonous, uh, flavonose, and uh, triterpenes accumulate uh, on the vegetative. Trying to pronounce for the first time. And floral buds as yellow to brown droplets of secreted <laughs> resin. Obviously. I mean, we know that those are tropical plants, Frank. Yep, there it is. Hey, you know what? Tune in for our next podcast where Brian <laughs> mispronounces Wikipedia articles. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the rage. All the kids well, are. All right. So, so uh, this weekend it's going to be much warmer down here. I'm, I don't know if that reaches all the way up to Tulsa, Oklahoma, but um, it'll be time for Christmas lights, oh. which I'll be doing. And I've got my Pedialyte handy. So Thank God. Oh my God! This do we do we need to flashback to next or last year this time? I guess two years ago when he almost two fucking years, died. Two years, ago, two years ago, where the heart palpitation set in, dude. The, the potassium, right? Severe dehydration. Yeah. Jesus. It takes a <laughs> that that takes a delicate man. <laughs> so delicate, more so as the fact that it was eighty degrees and I put my lights on with sweatpants so as to not. Have the roof shingles like 
put whatever oh out of into my skin. You need a roof guy? I got a guy. He lives across the street. <laughs> I don't need a roof. <laughs> Ryan does know a crew of five roofers that can put a whole roof on in about I don't know four hours. It was the damnedest thing anyone's ever seen. I swear to God. I, he's not like lying. Really he's not lying. The, so uh, Saturday morning, we were woken up to fucking roofing noises, and I was like, "This is fucking ridiculous." Not knowing how satisfying this was going to be. No shit. Yeah, I was gonna say eight o'clock. They start. They start pulling the shingles off the roof across, like basically catty corner from my house. By what was it? Eleven o'clock when we got back from the pot store, they were. Wait, wait. 8.40, they were done pulling shit down. Yeah, they had taken off the entire roof in 40 minutes. Uh, by 11, 11.30, we were going to lunch, or 11.45, we were going to lunch, and they were almost done with the fucking house. Yep. <laughs> by the time we got back from lunch, they were like cleaning up shingles and shit. When we left to go to lunch, I go, it looks like about halftime, and this is halftime of the Minnesota... <clears throat> Thank you. Minnesota Grandma Knitting Lions game. Um, I said about halftime, they're going to be done with this roof. We got home at the end of halftime of that game, and these motherfuckers were finishing off with like this little like capstone that was hanging over the, the 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 entryway, and it was maybe I don't know stuck out maybe four feet. They were laying the last bit of that and then doing the ridges, which you have to double shingle right. So they were pretty much done with the roof. The ridge, each ridge would take them like maybe five minutes. Yeah. So uh, they were just playing around at that point. Dude, that, it was the it was the damnedest thing I've ever seen. I've it's never awesome. seen a, ho- a, a house be roofed that fast. Like I said, they must be Amish. Mm. They were I'm, Amish. I don't want to sound racist here, but they were definitely not Amish. <laughs> <laughs> they were Mexican. <laughs> uh, they, yes. And they were fucking flying. It was a team of five people on the roof, and they got the whole fucking thing done. Liggity split. And we had a house on the block over here that had been sitting, like, empty. The lot was overgrown and stuff. I don't know what happened to it. I think it, you know, it goes up for auction by the city or something and whatever. And a Hispanic uh, family, like, bought it, and they fixed the fuck out of that house. Like, they all clearly, like, did construction as a living. And they just like they tore it down to the slab, reframed the whole motherfucker, two story, beautiful house, uh, and sold it. Just like, yeah, like it was nothing. Yeah, no, I fucking, I, very that's cool. the way to hustle. That's fucking uh, uh, Texas flipping moved my ass. They f- fucking flipped it and kept it right where it was. Anybody watches CMT on Saturdays and Sundays knows what's up. Yeah. You know, country music television. That's my country music television is where I go to for my home renovation shows. Never, nah, (laughs) never. (laughs) Couldn't pay me to watch that. (laughs) It's a good show, man. It's based in Fort Worth. You know, keep it local. By the way, keep it local. Basketball, massive upset. Evansville. I know. You didn't know Evansville had a university either. Um, beat fucking Kentucky, the number one ranked team in the country by three points. I'm sorry. Are we talking about college basketball in fucking November? We've got nine and a half years left of this show. Of unreal. This fucking, I'm sorry. Of this season. That's fucking unreal. The University of Evansville. Did you know Evansville? 
outside okay this is evansville illinois right so northwestern is there um did you know there was another thing there yeah i mean i assumed they have a fucking gardenia plant (laughs) got him I'm I'm sure they try to grow gardenias up there. I'm not quite sure that it is. They got the long summer life, Frank. They grew up there. Yeah, they do. Um. Anyways, yeah. So they, they beat. They beat little old Kentucky. Pretty big, yeah. Little that, Kentucky. That uh, fucking Kentucky. That right. mom and pop University of Kentucky. Okay, fine. I thought that was pretty. I, it's college basketball, Frank. Someone could win a million to thirty-five, and I'd be like, "Why they right. have that game?" All right? How about another shocker? Oh, can't wait. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Uh, the Houston Astros in 2000, 2017 oh, yes. had a camera in the outfield. Yes. And every time a changeup would be the call <laughs> from the catcher, they would knock on the fucking like. I guess I don't know padding in the in the dugout or something, yeah. but someone would be in charge of knocking against the wall loud enough to where the pitcher can hear it, or the the the, the batter can hear it, so that the pitcher threw the changeup and they would lay off it. Yeah, and only swing at fastballs. Yeah, bro. It's called baseball, not fucking no cheat ball. Jesus, I don't know what the big deal is. I get it. I get it. But people are like really upset about that. Oh, hell yeah, they are. It's a trending topic on Twitter, like WS2017. And uh, people are like, are fucking the goddamn Los Angeles Dodgers should have won the World Series two years later. Said that, but yeah. Well, no, that's what ah, that's what Twitter's saying. I'm not saying that. And I fucking hate the Astros. I you know what? I'm going to go on record saying I've always hated the fucking Astros. I've always fucking hated the Astros. And then once they joined the American League, anyone in the state of Texas who's like, well, your Texas team got to support them, you can go fuck yourself. Because if you're saying that, then you're fucking... Do you, do you say that in, in, in Texas uh, college football when A&M is winning? And no, you're a, a long a Longhorns fan through and through, and you're going, what's a Texas team? Go to support Texas. No, go fuck yourself. Shut the Brian, fuck up. United Texas is a strong Texas. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 a United front in Texas is the best Texas. Yeah, I forget. That's while as correct as that statement is, I don't agree with it. It's fucking stupid. There can only be one Texas baseball team. In the American League, and it's the fucking Texas Rangers. I don't care how bad they are. The Houston Astros can suck balls. All like I, I don't give a fuck. It would be like if fucking St. Paul. It would be like if St. Paul or some other. I don't know. Is there another fucking town that's like 500 miles away from Minneapolis? Um, no, yeah, no, exactly. Like uh, far west Minneapolis had a baseball team, and they were like, "Oh, oh we're the triplets." And uh, we're the number one team in Minnesota. And you're just like, yeah, fuck you guys. You guys suck. The Minnesota team got a roof for them. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. So, yeah, I mean, I guess everybody, yeah. The Gophers <laughs> are the only Division One, <laughs> Division One sports team in Minnesota. So Isn't there like Eastern Michigan? Yeah, uh, it's Michigan, not Minnesota. <laughs> we don't have another team. <laughs> have like several pro teams, let's be real. Yeah, no, but they're no. all in Minneapolis, aren't they? No, it doesn't. There's only one pro team per. It's either 
but that's what I'm saying. Like they're all they're all based in Minneapolis too, correct? No, 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 no. The Wild are based in St. Paul. Whatever. Okay, like, let's not act like that's not the fucking Fort Worth to Dallas of. No, it is. And, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, there's not another city that could host it. Right. It's Minneapolis or St. Paul. Okay, fair Duluth enough. Okay. or that's North Dakota. What is it? Duluth <laughs> is definitely Minnesota, but it also is only like I don't know, they got thousand people. Hey, but they make good pants, huh? They yeah, make good, right. a good trading company, yeah. Quilted shirt. That's right. Um, <laughs> I also like how when you look up the loose trading company now, their their company history on Wikipedia says they were founded in 2010, which is not fucking accurate. Well, that's <laughs> not what their that's not what their that's not what their shirts say. <laughs> yeah, they've been around for a long time. Yeah, um, just got rebranded and bought and everything. Um, what were they before that? Lutzen. No, they were Duluth Trading Company. They just like they got purchased. They, they, they so they've been around since the early 1980s. Anheuser Busch bought them out, Villem. And now realize just how Scandinavian of a name Lutzen is. Yeah, <laughs> it, I was gonna say that sounded like another fucking country that you just listed off. There is a ski resort up north in uh, Minnesota that we went to as children called Lutzen. Is it just full of hams cans? That's what I pictured as. Like, you can't snowboard down the hill without hitting a a mountain of hams. Uh, No, I don't remember much about it, but it was good. It was a good hill. (laughs) Hill? Singular? It's like a practice. It's like a it's like a driving range of ski resorts. Just the hill. But in all honesty, the uh, <laughs> there's not another city in Minnesota that can support pro sports. So yeah, it's all Minneapolis and St. Paul. All right, but, you know what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, but but more importantly, like, okay, I'm not saying support the team if they're in Texas. No. Okay, but choose an allegiance and stick to it. Yeah. And then, and then more importantly, if your team comes out and it was found that they cheated, just be like, shit, we cheated. That sucks. Let's not do that again. And I just admit to it. I I don't think it changes results. You know, like. They're not going to put an asterisk next to their victory that year. But should they? Like, no. Dude. How many times do the Dodgers have someone on second base doing the same fucking thing? Like, I I just don't. No. Baseball is a moral sport. No one would ever do that, Frank. Stealing signs is a huge part of baseball. It is absolutely a big part of baseball. No, guys. It's ridiculous to get technology involved, though. I got to be honest. that, That is the part where they went across the line. But let me ask you this. What's the difference in him having a camera and a fucking set of binoculars doing the same thing or a monocle or a fucking spirit, the spirit of it, the spirit of my nuts. There's a big difference. The spirit spirit is something. So fine. Then no one, no one on the field can wear, can wear, no one can wear contact lenses or have corrective eye surgery. Fuck them. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. But to me, it's the difference between buying a piece of Ikea furniture and putting it together and making it yourself. That's the difference. I'm sorry. Can my ass sit in both of them? Well, that's just a cheap viewpoint. (laughs) I know what you're saying. There's only one direction the world goes like that. I I get what you're saying. I also get what the, like, here's the deal. A competition at such a high level, like any sort of advantage is kind of a deal breaker. Like you can make or break uh, a, a matchup. 
just by figuring. Like, look at what, what the New England Patriots did with what was it two years ago, where they were stealing play calls or whatever the fuck they were doing at the same. Uh, like, they were okay. They, they can were. I ask you something. Can I ask? They, they were people practices and took video of the practice, which so. is no different than fucking watching game film. Honestly, they're not. They're not running anything that they're not running in practice. What were you gonna say, Willem? Is that in the spirit of everything? Is the is the point of baseball just to harness technology to be the best? Or yeah. no, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you're if you're good, and if you look at the popularity and what's considered the height of the game and whatever, and it, it, it was about none of that. It I goes back the, to it goes back to what my theory is on fucking uh, EP, like basically uh, performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, like if you were going to pay a pitcher fifty million dollars to throw a fucking ball, you better believe that I'm going to pay some douchebag out in right field, you know, fifty grand a year to sit with a fucking monocle and knock on some bleachers. That's not out of the realm of possibility. Like, in all honesty, if you want to talk about the reality of competition, if competition is going to get to the point where you are paying life-changing sums of money to regular-ass individuals who have a certain set of skills that are only particular to fucking throwing eight pitches in the ninth inning to close out a game, then you are also open to someone sitting up on the right field, you know, in the left field stands and fucking, you know, clicking three times to the the third base umpire who passes the signal along. Like, but I guess that's the bigger question I'm asking is, is that we don't have to go that way. No, we don't have to, but here's the deal. As a society, we've said we want to see the best of the best, and to get the best of the best to play in football or baseball, we need to pay them you know, X amount of money. And if we're That's paying true. this person... We have done that. I'm if, saying maybe we should reevaluate. Yeah, 100% we should reevaluate. But at the same time, like we should also reevaluate how much owners of these companies are getting paid to have their $50 million closeout pitchers uh, throw, okay. throw fucking nine, nine pitches in... Wait, wait, wait. In, a, in a week, it's not. I, I, I'm using I'm using exaggerated figures here, Frank. So I'm not knocking balls on players making money. No, if, I'm if, not. I'm not either. What I'm knocking is what I'm. Would do it in a heartbeat if you were that good. What I'm knocking is people getting pissed off that that's what we're you know that we're we have people out in the outfield. Don't fucking okay. get pissed off at that because we have this fucking monster throwing 102 miles an hour at yeah. 11 o'clock at night. Fuck sure. off! Like that but should it's also like. Don't be mad. And also, on the same vein, you're mad at player loyalty and, mm. you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Like, I'm to pay them the money they're worth? I remember, I remember being a kid, and when John Wetland came to the Texas Rangers, I was like, fuck yeah. Fuck one, fuck the Yankees. And two, like, fuck anybody who th- hates on John Wetland for coming in and closing in a game. Not knowing that John Wetland was going to touch kids later on, I will admit now he well, no, was he fucked he fucked kids in Denton County. That was really messed up. Anyway, Jesus uh, Christ. yeah, he took it to a dark place. But I will say this: like I'm all for like I was all for him leaving the Yankees because fuck the Yankees, everything they're about. If it hurts them in any way, shape, or form, yeah, fuck yeah. But at the same time, when Alex Rodriguez left for the Yankees, everybody's like, oh man. I thought the guy that we bought from the 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 Seattle Mariners for like eighty nine trillion dollars was gonna stay with us forever. <laughs> like, like it's just that dumb, like cynical, uh, like fanhood that we have. 
That's naive, just naive, not cynical. That's it. Naive. The naive. Sorry, you're 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 one hundred percent correct. I mis use the wrong words. Uh, the naive fanhood that we have that oh, we paid somebody money. They're gonna do the most upright thing that we they can do rather than sell you out for literally a pack of cigarettes. I mean, yeah, I would just say that the 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 thing that gets me most is definitely your first your first kind of point, which is. It's unbelievably insane to me how these fans go, oh, pay this much for this guy, pay that much. Oh, you didn't pay that much, and he went to this team. You know, like bad move about free agents, and then the team knows that has to pay off, Mm -hmm. and then they go to the next level, right? So analytics have a part in it. Yeah. Then there's another level, and all these fucking teams have it. Some of them get caught because they're stupid. Um, and quite frankly, some players are retarded. They leave the league and pose a apologies, but they're, they, 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 they bite the hand that feeds them and end up like outing specific things that happened in, in specific clubhouses. Yeah. Acting as though it's not happening everywhere. Right. Right. So that part to me is the most annoying thing like sure okay did the astros cheat yes did it change anything no eh, probably not it pro- honestly <laughs> honestly no because probably. it also has to go into like what the fuck were the dodgers doing it's not like they weren't doing something similar if they if they figured this out they would have fucking done it <laughs> they just didn't get caught and and clinton kershaw did exactly in two games against houston what he did in one game against the Cardinals and one relief appearance against the Cardinals and cost them a fucking series. Yeah. I don't think this would have changed shit. Okay. In the fucking series. The fucking series, bro. Like, it's just what it is. Like, I, I don't... Yeah, people want to change shit in hindsight. It's the same shit, right? So, South Africa just won the Rugby World Cup, dominated England, and people are going back to one fucking try where there was a pass that looked forward but in the rules of rugby is not forward but fans who don't know the rules don't understand that it wasn't a forward pass and you can't get fans who don't know the the baseball is all about this unwritten rule book right like all this shit that people do and all these things that have happened yep if you don't understand that baseball is all about gaining first mover advantage and until the league says you can't do that you do it first what advantage i'm sorry first mover advantage first mover first mover yeah yeah so if you're the first person doing it you've got an advantage if you're the okay. fifth person you don't have that same advantage. okay yeah i see what you're saying now yeah so it's all about that first mover advantage and if 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 you don't get that about the sport and until the league says it's illegal to do it uh, league how about every fucking level of organization like organized sports in baseball like sure it's but, okay. So think about this, right? So we're hitting all these home runs. The league literally changed the ball, yeah, so that home runs go flying. Yeah. Additionally, these batters have a fucking thumb enhancement that makes sure that the grip around the bat is just so, so that when they extend, like it's. Oh, dude, yeah. Where are those things illegal? So, okay, so when I was in baseball, we had we played in a wooden bat league for a while uh, when I was in varsity ball. And one of the things that we learned was, fuck this grip, cut the grip off of the wooden bat because a lot a lot of wooden bats come with a pre, uh, 
a pre-laid grip. So we ripped that shit off, and we literally did that. We taped the bat to where our hands could only fit in certain way on the on the handle, and yeah. everybody had their own bat. So we had it taped to our specific like our our uh, specific grip. Yeah, most of the time people use tennis racket wrap. It's a similar situation, except in tennis, you're not fucking. Sco- you don't really want to hit it as far as you fucking can. Sure, but if I'm, if I'm <laughs> yeah. flick, that's very particular to my pinky and my yes forefinger being in a spot it, that that like, helps you remind way. remind like muscle memory where you're supposed yeah. to be and how you're supposed to swing it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And we fucking did that with every one of our goddamn bats, and no one said a goddamn thing because. In the end, it's really hard to hit a fucking round object or spherical object with a round bat. But Brian, now we're going to freak out about someone telling you a changeup is coming. <laughs> a fucking 99 mile an hour fastball. Yeah, I was going to say, well, now that, on the other hand, when the percentage, then that goes under percentages because who's to say that that fucking changeup call that he knocked on the center field wall doesn't perfect go strike. perfect strike right down the middle. What are you going to fucking do with that there, Jose? Like you're going to fucking swing away and you're going to goddamn, if you know it's a changeup, you're going to crush the ball. I don't care how much you hate the Astros. I, I do don't hate care the how much. I respect think- what they did, but I hate the Astros. I, so I, I don't hate the Astros nearly as, as boldly. Like to me, baseball is about anybody winning but the fucking Yankees. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy really anybody winning but the fucking Yankees. Um, and quite frankly, anybody from LA. <laughs> but outside of that, um, <laughs> we're dealing with a sport here that you're trying to split oh, hair. I'm moving to LA. I'm a big and Dodgers fan. Any, anything from the Bay Area right now, fuck them. Also, so, Giants so, fan. <laughs> I'm a big of like. Oh yeah, no, we sold half of our suites tonight to Salesforce so they can have their fucking public out. We we work, please. We yeah. sold it to we work. <laughs> really, they're digging for money at the moment. But, so, anyways, um, yeah. So if you're sitting there, you're like, man, I'm 100 percent against the Astros fucking hate them they cheated they should get the world series taken away uh you're really delusional no yeah (laughs) no i'm not saying they should get their world series taken away still say i hate the astros baby yeah (laughs) bitch (laughs) cancel culture bring it on astros canceled (laughs) (laughs) astros cancel culture although i will say their fucking owners are real pieces of shit disagrees with that yeah i know again not a reason to fucking discount their uh, winnings or losings. Exactly. These people are just the people who go, oh, yeah, I will take it away. Should be given to Dodgers, whatnot. No, that's not or how it works. Understanding how baseball fucking works. Yeah. Like if even if they told you it was a fastball coming, if they told you it was a changeup, your percentages go up slightly. Well, I will say this. Yeah, I was gonna say, and slightly meaning like less than five percent chance of you hitting a fucking ball, a hit versus a. You still have to out. touch the fucking ball, and it still has to be a strike. Like I yeah. just don't. Uh, one thing I will say is, hey, at least uh, baseball has come farther than it was in uh, late two thousands when, you know, they were still talking about putting asterisks on uh, Mark McGuire and and Sammy Sosa's home run yeah. home run counts. Be- not not because they were doing steroids, but because they played. They had an opportunity to play two more games a year. Tell you, you know what I mean. Every single DH should be using steroids until you get caught. 
Oh, until you get caught? It should be after you get caught the third time. That's it what it's job <laughs> to use steroids. Hey, hey, look at the light over there, huh, Henry? Let's fucking let's juice up today, huh? What do you say yeah. we do an extra couple 10, 15 push ups and uh, uh see if we maybe maybe slide a couple corks in that bat or maybe use the aluminum one until the umpire tells you not aluminum. to. Aluminum. <laughs> Doesn't that feel like gladiator kind of sport at that point? Like Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's Nothing make it happen. But pure competition, and there's no, like no anything in it. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Also, it still doesn't matter how fucking strong you are. You still have to lay a cylindrical object on a spherical object. It's really goddamn hard to hit that ball out of the park. I mean, because if it were just going off of strength, Marius Pujanowski, the douchebag who's the world's strongest man, who tried to do uh, MMA fighting until he got his ass beat like two or three times, uh, like he would be able to hit fucking nineteen hundred foot home runs, but he can't because. Takes a goddamn skill to hit a ball. He can't touch the ball. That's yeah, like it's so I, fucking hard to do. If you, if you actually want to take their title away, okay, <laughs> I need to go to a fucking batting range, have the person tell you what where this pitch, pitch is going to come. Okay, yeah. this is a fastball inside corner. Have them throw that bitch at you ninety nine miles an hour, and then see if you hit it. Yeah. Just touch it, not foul it. Just touch it. Odds are you can't. And, and, and odds are, like, one out of a thousand people will be able to touch the It's not about us. Hold on, time out. It's not about us. It's about the people competing in the arena. Yeah, like, sure. Go ahead. Even then, you're still looking at the best ones touching that 33% of the time. Yeah, and so some of them are able to touch it and do something with it and not use anabolic steroids to do it. Okay. That's, okay. that's a right. different... Yeah, that's a that's a different beast altogether. Than what we're talking, we're talking about just straight pitch changes and and knowing what pitch is coming. Oh, oh, that's what we're. We're also talking about steroids there. We we were, but okay, but you're you're still talking about just stealing signs. Yes, yeah, that's part of baseball. I think. Like, what is the argument here? They've been yeah. doing it since the dawn of the fucking game. No. From the dawn of time, they've been doing it. The argument here. The argument. Man, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> If you go on 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 uh, baseball Twitter right now, they're trying to figure out what the punishments should be, and a good percentage <laughs> are out there going they should get stripped of the title. But now, can we talk about Deflate Gate? Because there was oh Jesus un- Christ, recognized. <laughs> he said, "Oh Jesus." I'm no, not, not gonna go there. Why? Hold on. Because what? I would write. You know what? If the motherfucker can throw a flat ball. And still beat your ass, you you, you fucking you check better. your shit together. Get your shit together. It is really difficult to throw a flat It's ball. so hard. It's so fucking hard. I don't care how Oh my god, you guys are just Uh no, realists? That's what it boils down to. Like I fucking real talk. I fucking hate the Patriots. I hate all like Empire teams that are out there. I'm not saying that they're not fucking good. I'm not saying that the late 90s and early 2000s Yankees weren't some of the best baseball players to play the fucking game. I am saying that they're colonizers, though. 100% they're colonizers. Wow. Uh, But. The only way, no way, two ways about it. But here's the deal. Like, you can't fucking belittle Tom Brady for fucking playing a hard-ass game at the peak of the, like, most difficult time to play football succeeding at the most difficult time to play football and mm-hmm. also using every single piece of advantage that he could muster to play better. 
even if that is deflating the ball from 11 pounds to 13, you know, from 13 pounds to 11 pounds or whatever the fuck it, the difference was. That would be like me saying, hey, I won uh, best IPA in America and someone tasting it and going, yeah, it seems like it's 5.9% alcohol instead of the 6.2% alcohol it is actually rated to be. No, if I can put enough flavor in fucking less, then you should acknowledge me for how good I am. That's what it boils down to. The motherfucker was able to beat people's asses with an underinflated ball. Yes, that seems like, oh, it's an unfair grip advantage. But also, he's he's confident enough to throw a flabby-ass football through the air and expect it not to get bit, picked off by the, uh, by the defense, who would also have an easier time grabbing the fucking ball out of the air. Listen, yep. I, I don't... I just feel like... You're found finding roundabout ways to justify behaviors. There's just a set of rules, and but just here's don't the deal: do the set of, weird. Just no, compete no, in the fucking but game. That's the thing. Leave everything alone. But that's the thing. You're you're the within the parameters. You're, that's it. You're the compete within the parameters. They are or they were until no, the parameters. No, they're trying to no, find they, loopholes and ways to kind of like. But they're playing with dodge the, around the fact that there are parameters. Hold on. Wait. 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 There are. What? Okay, so Wait, no, we're, we're going to relate it straight back to, to if you have a delivery contract, okay, and you're you're supposed to deliver a service, and you figure out how to automate that service, are you in the wrong for doing that and still collecting the same amount of payment? It's not the same thing. I don't have... But it's the exact the, same thing. No, it's not the same thing. I it don't is. have... Def- okay, no, it's not. I don't have defined parameters around... You can't. You can do this. You cannot do this. Do this. Don't do this. People don't set rules around Dip my up, job. Up, up, up. And how I can Hold on, wait. They they do not You're, have set parameters around who is do. no who is allowed to yell out shit from the outfield. Exactly. And that's what it that's what it boils down to is looking at the rule book and saying doesn't say it's not specifically They're allowed. within the rules. Using it to their advantage and going forth with it. Now. The level it's of not uh, the, a rule defined listen, because when they listen the rule the game they didn't think that people would be doing dumb shit like this exactly so the rule the rules that are in place now do they take into effect the shit that would happen two years ago if they do then it was proven that it could have an impact on the game uh, if the rules come out and for the 2020 2020 or the the 2020 season for baseball and they say like hey you can't fucking go yelling shit from the center field stands. Like, then that's admittance that that had a positive impact on the game. If the rules come out for the 2020 season and there is no inclusion of fucking yelling out shit or signaling from the stands... Then they're dumb as shit. Then, one, they're dumb as shit, but two, they're also calling the fact that that is not a substantial enough advantage to uh, limit it out of the rule book. Sure. It's yeah, the, I mean, like encouraging just amendment of the rules and like not amendment of the rules. The it, 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 it's like someone saying, "Hey, I can wear fucking like a three quarter inch spikes and get a better grip on the football field." Meanwhile, the rule book just doesn't say what length of spikes you can use. Okay, I understand. I agree with you. You're uh, right. I, I, that's that, how you advance it. That's what I'm saying. It's not a. It's not a. It's so. Pete Rose came up in our house uh, not too long ago about betting, and I was like, "That's not cheating." Mrs. Brian came uh, came to the conclusion, and she was like, "Oh wait, boxers could just win a whole bunch of fights and then throw a fight and mm-hmm. bet on themselves and win a bunch of money." I was like, "Yeah, that's why it's fucking highly unethical to 
bet on the sport that you're playing. That's why Pete Rose was never allowed. It will never be yeah. allowed in the in the baseball Hall of Fame, regardless of who he bet on while he was playing. But hold on, wait, 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 wait. That's a bookie problem. No, 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 no. I gotta jump off. I gotta. It's getting late. No, I was gonna say like it's it's a it, that's that's an ethical thing at that point. Uh, but like when you're like Pete Rose also said, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, and that's what like I think that's what he meant by cheating. It wasn't breaking the rules outright. It's uh, taking advantage of the rules that aren't in place uh, yeah. within the sport. I understand. And I, I'm guessing Pete Rose probably placed all his bets through a third party because if uh, if you accepted a Pete Rose bet and oh, yeah. it wasn't for his team to win... You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> you no. were just getting ready to fail. But I think Pete, Pete Rose is also pretty famous and I don't think... like No one has ever claimed that he bet against his team. Like yeah. He always bet for his team or he bet on other teams in the MLB, which is also pretty fucking nefarious because the MLB is a very small group of pe- like collective of people and they, you know, word gets around about who's good, who's healthy, who's not. And uh, just like to bring it on back to the pre 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 recording when we thought we were recording about Joe Rogan, uh, Joe, that's what, that's the reason Joe Rogan claims he doesn't bet on UFC fights is because he knows who's hurt, who's good, who's not. Mm-hmm. And could take advantage of fight lines. I don't believe Joe Rogan ever does. Ah, I mean, he said it on his podcast, and he doesn't take his podcast seriously. So, yeah, all right, Villem. Yeah, no, exactly. He doesn't have liability. <laughs> right. <to> fight. <laughs> all right, Villem, you've got to get out of here, and I'm I'm yeah. ready to go as well. Ready as shit, y'all. It is. It's. I mean, it's ten fifty-five. Anyway, uh, so thank you all for joining us this evening, uh, despite some technical difficulties Brian not pressing fucking record uh, when we started doing the podcast Eh. tis what it is Uh, thank you all for joining us Uh, be sure to check us out or uh, leave a a rating and a review over on iTunes if you will it does help us out quite a bit and um, tell a friend or three about us uh, hit us up over on social media at No Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what beers we should be drinking and uh, be sure to hit that follow button and uh, send us a like or three. I really appreciate that. So for Brian here in North Texas, until next time, I'm out. Thanks everyone for listening. Thoughts and prayers for Frank's Gardenia, is it? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a Gardenia. It's, it's, gardenia. It should be fine. It should be fine, guys. <laughs> so let's, just don't even think about it. Nobody <laughs> stress it. All right. From Vill- for Villam in Tulsa. Late. Yeah, thoughts and prayers always appreciated. Um, you know, the plants at my house are it's all I've got. So <clears throat> please do be sure to shoot up a thankful, at this point, just thankful that it's alive, you know. And then any future occurrences, maybe that it stays alive. Um, for Frank in far, far, far northeast, Bernie, Texas, I'm out. Bye.